sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all warble like nightingales. Give your throat a treat. Take a time from the bird. Now you all know the word. Hello again out there in Birdland. It's Anson Tebbets along with... Chip Darmstadt. Your weekend edition of uh, For the Birds. Uh, well into uh, June. Finally got some rain this past week. Yeah, the, the gardens really needed a bad, so that was great. Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, one night I got about three inches in one night. So it uh, certainly returned wow. and, and it much needed for everyone. The crops and the gardens and everybody. And I'm, I suspect the birds were happy as well. It's funny to see um, burnt grass in June. <laughs> Around my neighborhood, a lot of burnt grass from that really hot spell we had. Yeah, definitely. So, But um, we're also beginning to think about um, loons and uh, our favorite... Uh, our favorite waterfowl, I have to say, people, um, the good old loon. We haven't talked about the common loon in a while, but they're they're out and about, and some of them already have their chicks, right? Yeah, oh, just such an iconic bird, uh, you know, and uh, a symbol of the North Country. And uh, yeah, I was lucky enough to see um, a loon chick just the other day. It was still, I don't know how old it would have been, but maybe only a couple, a few days old. It was small black and fuzzy you know when they're just look uh, really small like they've only been out the nest for a little while and this was on uh, joe's pond and uh, it's funny i saw it and then i didn't see it and i realized oh it was on the parents back oh. uh, so they, they, yeah they do that right so they uh you know it's a i don't know take a break stay safe predators the uh, little babies will climb onto their parents back so it was very fun to see that. Yeah, no, the uh, uh, Joe's Pond is a is a great place to, to see a loon, and they they um, they like that sort of that size body of water, but it can be smaller, but it can be bigger. But that's kind of like the quintessential, I think. Of you know, over to Peachum Pond is another one that's kind of fun in the area. Um, I don't know if there's one on Molly's Pond or not, offered to or not. Um, I think there is. Yeah. But, and I think there's more than one on one pair, more than one pair on Joe's Pond, uh, which is in, in Danville for listeners that haven't heard of Joe's Pond. But uh, it's you know it's an interesting shape, so I think it's not huge, but given that it's kind of has this snaking shape, more than one pair of loons can can habitate. Uh, is that a word? Habitate that mm-hmm. lake uh, or pond? Uh, cohabitate. Uh, so, yeah, I saw a, a pair not far from the beach on the on the east side. And then um, they, there's loon um, platforms, nesting platforms that uh, volunteers put out for Vermont Center for Eco Studies kind of on the north end of the lake. So there are at least two pairs that might have even been three. Yeah, that, that uh, Joe's Pond has a nice, it has some different coves so they can come in and out of and and um, yeah so I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's more than one pair there so let's um, let's back up a little bit so that the loon has incredible uh, diving and swimming skills right yeah um, you know and they pretty much exclusively get their their food 
uh, mostly fish, um, by diving underwater. Um, and they could dive quite deep. I've heard, you know, 150 feet. Um, I don't think there's lakes that deep in Vermont, except maybe, I don't know, Lake Champlain. I don't know about Memphis Magog or um, other Willoughby, perhaps. Anyway, they could dive deep. Uh, they have solid bones. So most, most bird bones um, for most species are hollow with little struts inside to strengthen them. But loon bones are solid, so um, they're quite dense. So um, when they dive, they you know, blow the air out of their lungs, compress their feathers, uh, and just sink and they can go really fast underwater and uh, eat a lot of small fish mm. yeah I mean incredible incredible diving and you know time to time you see videos of them underwater it's kind of spectacular it's like their own little vessel you know yes yeah it's, it's fun to fun to watch them swim um, kind of like a torpedo under the water and, and that black and white checkered pattern on their back really shows up even if you're in a canoe or on a dock or something and see them swim it they, they show up pretty easily if the water's nice and clear yeah Chip and Anson we were talking about the loon the common loon uh, and we were talking about it's incredible diving and fishing skills but it's not so hot on the land though it's not a, it's not something that's going to be you know getting up on land and walking too far right right yeah that's that's the tra- trade-off uh, with those solid bones and their feet are Place their legs are placed really far back on the body, um, so they're very awkward on land. That's why they they nest right along the shore, uh, either on an island or along the lake shore or pond shore, but never very far from water. Um, and you know, if they do get stuck on land, that that does happen, uh, or they get downed during a storm and they end up in a pond that's too small or even a roadway. A wet roadway. They have a hard time taking up because they're they're so heavy, and they need quite a runway to, to um, paddle, uh, you know, and, and basically run across the water to take off. So yeah, that that uh, that shape and their density comes comes at a cost. They're not very nimble on land. Yeah, and uh, from time to time they may land on a body water that's just too small for them to get a get get going, like a you know like a a backyard pond. Sometimes that happens, and then folks have to come in and. At nighttime, and I think Eco Studies has done that uh, from time to time, and and try to capture them and and get them to a bigger body of water and release them again, to so where they can get more more runway. I guess is the way to put it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think you know they need a couple hundred feet, mm-hmm. several hundred feet. Yeah. That's um, uh, the the loon biologist for VCE Vermont Center for Eco Studies, Eric Hansen. I know he's done a lot of loon rescues over the the years. Sometimes you know, loons end up, end up, as you said, someplace where they can't take off, or they get you know caught in fishing tackle. There, you know, things happen, and and even though loons are doing quite well, I think there's over a hundred nesting pairs in Vermont now. Every, you know, every loon is is precious. So you know, if there's a loon in trouble, um, there's usually a volunteer or VCE or or the state come in to, to um, come into the rescue. Yeah, and the. Um we count them from time to time, right? We've got people go out and have some volunteers and we try to figure out what kind of year it's been because the fluctuation of the water can be really critical and also predators can be critical, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's coming up soon. Uh, the annual uh, Loon Watch uh, put on by Vermont Center for Eco Studies, VCE. It's coming up. It's, every, it's always in July, I think the third Saturday 
in July, and this year, I, I think I read it was July 15th. Um, and I, I think they're always looking for volunteers, so the best thing to do is contact VCE, Eric Hansen at VCE. Um, I think if you go on the website, just Google Common Loon, Vermont Center for Eco Studies, you'll find their Loon page and their and information about how to how to uh, join the Loon Watch. Basically, you, you get assigned or pick a lake or a pond and you go out on, a, on the game, same day as everyone else and everyone counts the loons on their pond or their lake. Yeah, good stuff. That's where we're getting a lot of our research of trends and, uh, you know, the good years and what we're doing. And some from time to time, uh, they're showing up in uh, new places. So we only have, we have the common loon, but there are other loons, right? But we don't have them. Uh, in migration, um, we do get red-throated loon. Um, and once in, a, once in a while, Pacific loon shows up um, in the winter, late winter, early spring, very rare. I've, I've never seen one in Vermont. Uh, red-throated loon, though, is you know, relatively common in migration. Beautiful bird, but yeah, this red throat, a paler gray back, and and it, it nests up in north of the U.S. and northern Canada and, and Alaska. Yeah, kind of cool. So good. Well, I hope everyone can um, get out and enjoy. Uh, a little bit of body of water and maybe you'll get a chance to see a loon. Sometimes um, if you're out kayaking or canoeing, you may run into one and, and out of the water, it, it pops up right in front of your, uh, right in front of your boat. It's kind of fun. Yeah. They're fun to see. And uh, you know, we, you don't obviously paddle towards them, but sometimes as they, as you said, they come right towards you. Yeah. You get a close look. Yeah. They come right out of nowhere. So good stuff. So anyway, um, gosh, look at the time. Uh, we do have to uh, fly out of here for another weekend. I'm Anson Tevitz. I'm Chip Darmstadt. Or the birds. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet.